Hello, and welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I am DJ Dina Joe, your friend coming to you from the Mile High City, colorful Colorado. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the download, thank you and hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I am here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in the chat. Thank you again for your continued love, likes, shares, and downloads. Yeah, continue to hit that follow button and likes, and if you can leave um, a good comment, and that's what gets the show shared organically. So I appreciate that. Started a minute early to get that intro out. Hey, Bam Bam, my friend. I hope you're feeling better, a little better. I hate it when people I love are sick. It makes my heart hurt. But you're right, man. Those kids, <laughs> they go back to school and they bring home everything. Man. I already got the intro out really quickly, so yeah. All right. Hey, BP. Got the music ready for the Crow soundtrack. How are you, BP? All right. Well, today is Wednesday, September 27th. Oh, send. There we go. And uh, we had some fun stuff to go over today. Uh, good morning. Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. All right. So, uh, September 27th. Currently in Denver, it is 50 and clear. Um, expect sunny skies and a high of 84. Thank you, VP. I'm in British Columbia for Ryan. Um, 42, mostly clear. Um, 45, blah, blah, high. It's going to be raining most of the day. Um, and then for my Welland family out there in Welland, Ontario. 56 and partly sunny. Skies will be mostly cloudy. Um, high of 69. And then for my BP friend. Um, and oh, it's a Elwood, Pennsylvania, um, 57 and cloudy. Heavy rain is expected, it said, in daytime hours. Um, a high of 69 for you, too. Hmm. 69s are going around in a couple different states there. And then for my beautiful people in um, Arizona, first in Tucson, 65 and clear. Expect sunny skies. You'll be right under 100 at 99. And then in Phoenix, 74 and clear. Um, expect sunny skies and a high of 103. Welcome, NFDTJH. Huh, you're um, listening on, I'm guessing, um, it seems to be popular this morning, maybe. Uh, on the web. All right, so. And then in Coffeeville, Kansas, 59 and clear, expect sunny skies and a high of 89. So we're going to move on to a little um, encouragement word of the day. 
quote of the day, all that good stuff. Um, so the word of the day today is conceited. Conceited, which I know none of you guys are. Um, excessively proud of oneself. Vain. Um, so vain. Uh, the quote, if a man thinks he's not conceited, he is very conceited indeed. And that is by C.S. Lewis. Um, definition, of course, it means um, having an ex... ex God, I broke this word up. Ex exaggerated, exaggerated sense of self-importance and pride. Um, I know you know you have been fortunate. Um, welcome, skin in the game. I know that you've been fortunate. Remember I said the other day when, when bad people or situations come in, humans, they may trigger us, come into our life. We're supposed to think of them as the messenger. <laughs> so to think of it as a little bit better way. So I know you've had the fortune or misfortune of knowing um, someone uh, who is who thinks the world revolves around them. They spend their life sitting on their high horse and refuse to come down. They are conceited. They are abs there's absolutely no benefit in having someone in your life who thinks they are better than you, period. 99.5% of conceited people are toxic. Um, they are draining and bad for your health. You need to know how to spot a conceited person and how to handle them before it's too late. Um, so there's a few warning signs. Um, first, usually, mostly, they are arrogant. Um, when they are being arrogant, um, they will be disrespectful to others and their views and opinions because they view themselves as more intelligent than you. They do not see you as an equal, especially if you confront them. So, hi, Mike! Um, so that's one warning sign. Um, another warning sign is they think they are always right. Um, they think a lot of themselves and think that they are not wrong and will never admit to being wrong. They will insert their voice and ensure that their voice is the loudest. Um, no one else's opinion can be expressed. They don't even mute you if they have the chance. Um, it's simply because they, they feel that their view is best and you should not be heard. Um, they have a superiority complex and they always want to be the highest rank. They crave consistent um, confirmation. Um, oh, good. I was like, oh no, did it go away again? It went blank for a second there. Um, all right, where did I? They crave constant confirmation that they are the best, boasting numbers and charts to prove their consistency. Um, they won't give credit to anyone else. No matter their real contribution to a project, they will get others to do all the work, but they sit back and do nothing, push buttons, and put their name first. No matter how many people help them achieve the goals along the way, they always now play it. And they need constant reinsurance. Uh, being humble and insecure on the site, they constantly have opportunities for others to notice of them and hopefully agree with their bragging. If this is someone you love, have a conversation with them. Um, it might go okay, it might not go okay, but it's worth, if you love them, it's worth bringing it up to them. You might not even know what they're doing, you know what I mean? But there might be an argument be prepared for that. 
Um, you have to come to the understanding that you deserve to be treated with respect. Remember, a conceited person never gets anywhere because he all he already thinks he's there. Good one. So you got this. I believe in you. Just remember, uh, don't be conceited. Don't be conceited. Just be good at what you do and be proud of what you do. But there's a difference about a bit of that and being arrogant and conceited. It's just like a huge, huge thing. Uh, yeah. Well, the narcissism is it. It's they kind of go hand in hand. Like with the 99.5% that are, you know, really arrogant, I think that that's another part of narcissism. Um, a lot of people tend to use that word a lot now because I think that for whatever reason, it's not like they weren't narcissists before. It's just that they feel that they can, they're okay with getting away with doing it now, which is kind of that our society has gotten <laughs> that bad that to think, yeah, it's okay. You're all, it's all right. There's so many of them. It seems like you're around, they're all you're, you're surrounded by them. Yeah, it is overused, but it, it, it's, it's true. There's just, just seems to be like that there's so many more out there and it's just because they feel that it's okay to, to be conceited and mean. <laughs> be mean, that's basically it. Need to be kind, and I've, I've been saying that for a long time. Just be kind, people. Be kind to one another, um, because we should be here to help one another out, right? Right. All right. So that was the word of the day: conceited. Don't be conceited. So um, now I need to drink coffee <laughs> so that we can get on with the kind of gar. So we can get on with the joke of the day, and then fact of the day, and um, yeah, the movie we're gonna be, the music we're gonna be playing today is from the movie The Crow. So, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So take a drink of whatever you have so you can take a drink of coffee real quick. Oh, my throat. All right, so our joke of the day is, all right, Mike, tell me if you can get this one. Um, hi, short pants, Robert. How are you? Were you were you listening to that guy this morning in uh, um, Oz's thing? Wow, okay. Um, he was talking about UFOs. Um, which birds always stick together? Hmm? Which birds always stick together? All right. Ready for it? Velcros. Boom, boom, boom. I know. I know. Velcros. Anyway, that's a good one for you. So the fact of the day, you know, the universe is full of pointless and endless amusing tidbits about life, nature, and anything in between. So today's um, tidbit of fact is, um, did you know that female dragonflies have been known to play dead simply to avoid being sexually harassed by their male counterparts? And so I always try to look these things up to see if, in fact, they are true. And it is true. It says that female dragonflies fake their own death in order to avoid being mated with by males. This behavior called sexual death framing involved to protect, evolved to protect females against aggressive males who 
injure or kill them during the mating process. Oh my gosh, I thought that they were just these beautiful flying around. Mm. When female dragon sees an unwanted male approaching, she falls from the sky and lies motionless on the ground until he leaves. This strategy is used by females, moorland hawker dragonflies, and possibly other species too. So, hi, Heikel, welcome. Um, so, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I thought, wow, that's, I, I see a lot of dragonflies when I go walking um, by the golf course, and I've seen some on the ground before, and I'm like, oh man, it's dead. And I wonder if it really, was dead because I have read too that they don't live very long lives um and I wonder why if these males are going around being aggressive oh my gosh so dang so don't step on one if you see one I always want to kind of pick it up because I think they're pretty pretty cool I've seen them kind of pinned in in frames before and they look really cool all right so we've lost another rock guitarist um hopefully this is up here yes um bernie Matson, the guitarist of 1980 rock band white snake um he wrote um a couple of their songs this one here we here we go again yeah um here we go again and fool for loving Fool for your loving, excuse me, White Snake lead singer David Coverdale confirmed his passing um, on Twitter. Good morning. I've just woken up to awful news that my old friend and former snake, Bernie Manson, has passed. My sincere thoughts and prayers to his beloved family, friends, and fans. A generally funny, gifted man who was honored to know and share the stage with. Rest in peace, Bernie. I don't know. So, yeah, this song and um, Fool for Your Love and this one too, he wrote. White Snake. So rest in peace, sir, Bernie Monson. I say sir, I don't mean it as him being crowned or whatever the queen of them do. I'm just being respectful. So rest in peace. That's sad. Um, let me turn this down. And then I don't know if you guys heard about this uh, nationwide thing that's happening. And, and I heard about this. And then when I went into Oz's show this morning, this um, UFO guy was talking about all kinds of weird stuff. Um, but it's going to happen October 4th, a nationwide um, emergency alert test. And it's going to go to your phones and your TV and all over the place. So I don't know if you heard about that or not, but it's going to happen. And I think it's around 2 o'clock. What time to you if it says um, Eastern on Wednesday, October 4th? So there's all kinds of conspiracy stuff that is being said that's going to happen. I don't know. But be aware if that you hear all kinds of stuff going on. That's what it is. Um, so <laughs> I told uh, Bam Bam about this. I read about this. It's called 
Fat Bear Week. Um, he was on a few shows last night. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. So he was on there, some emperor, or I don't remember what his name is. It's a very long name. You know who I'm talking about, BP. He, so I was listening to him and then um, Oz quit his show and he said he, he came back, but then I went to the other room to go let the dog out. And then when I came back, I don't know what happened on his show. Something happened on his show and I wasn't there and he's, some conflict between him ambassador las vegas thank you short pants robert yeah you were in there too this morning um so i don't know what happened when i left the room i mean i was in there but i left my phone in the other room i have no idea but there was a big conflict i guess so he and his ufos are gonna go get people i don't know so um yeah it was weird i guess he's been around the last couple of days. That's what he was saying. Some people were saying in the chat, um, Bella and somebody else were saying that he was in different shows. So I don't know if he's causing problems or what, but we'll keep an eye out for him. So anyway, back to Fat Bear Week. Um, it happens, I guess, I don't know how many years it's been happening for. Let's see. It's in um, Alaska, of course. And it is, it says, tis the season to be jolly. And they're not talking about Christmas. It's Fat Bear Week. And oh, you know what? I have the um, links and I wanted to put them in the chat. So if you guys want to check out these bears and um, you can also vote on them, I guess you get to vote on the different. Uh, there we go. You get to vote on the different bears. Which ones are fat? They have a live bear cam. Um, let me see. The right now, it says who are they live? If you go on there right now, it's it's black. It says it's pitch black. Is it that dark in Alaska right now? Um, yeah, you can't really see. Oh, you can see fish jumping, but you can't see any bears yet but there there's also highlights from like yesterday you can see bears and bear cubs and bears catching fish and and all kinds of stuff i think they're cute but you can vote on these bears um fat bear week uh it starts i think the 28th is for the cubs fat bear junior is september 28th and the 29th and you get to pick which bear like they even have like the you know how they do football you know the different rankings and stuff they have that where you can vote for your the bears um let me see i thought they had meet our bears where are they oh i'm on a live cam and you can hear the the um <laughs> you can hear the uh eagles going by oh my god <laughs> but it's really cute um so you can vote on these fat bears i was hoping i'm trying to remember oh no there and that's not them where are they there was a link that showed the different names of the bears. I was trying to find it. Oh, dang it. Oh, I know I'm going to find it after this show. Oh, meet our bears. Um, here we go. So number 32 is his name is Chunk. Chunk. Um, Chunk is a large adult male with a narrow set eyes and prominent brown um, brow ridge and distinctive scar across his muzzle. Even at his leanest, Chunk carries substantial fat reservoir res, res, 
he continued, he has a lot of fat, especially on his hind quarters. Um, in early summer, he tends to shed much of his fur around his shoulders and his neck that gives him a two-toned appearance. Um, and then they have, let's see, number 128. And his name is, or her name is Gazer. She's a large female with a large straight muzzle and conspicuous, conspicuously, I can't read these big words this morning or any morning um, ears during late summer and fall. She has grizzled light brown fur and is often one of the fattest bears um, on Brooks River. And this is what's, what's kind of cool is all these different cameras are on all these different rivers in, in um, Alaska. So you can see these bears and their cubs and them fishing. And I, man, this one bear, he was just fat bear just sitting there putting his head underneath the water and he's just under the water for the longest time i they really and just put their heads under there and look for stuff it's really ah <laughs> oh, bp chooses the bad news bears i know wouldn't it be cool if they were if they were funny and thought of names like that but no number one 151 is walker number 164 oh they don't even name this one this person this bear is just number 164 a small adult male he doesn't have a name yet um oh this one's another one 335 but they're just really cute um doesn't have a name either oh and then there's holly and otis uh, so yeah, check out the bears. It's bear week. Um, they're cute. And I like looking at the bear cam when you can see something right now, it's all dark, but when you can go on there and there's like three different cameras that are live that you can see them catching stuff. Like I said, it's pretty interesting when you're not used to being around it all the time. I think it's cute. Um, oh, hi coach Ditka. Nice to see ya. But yeah, we're talking about the bears and you come in. Good, good. All right, Mike, this one's for you. There is a, let me get over here, get rid of the bears. There is a shelter and every week it's a cat shelter. It shares the naughtiest and nicest cats in, in the shelter. And they have a big uh, board it says meet the cats. Let's see. Um, coach Didka. Sorry, coach. I don't know you. Bye. Um, so the nice cat and the naughty cat of the week. So let's see this first week. It says the nice cat of the week was Elvis. He helped Atrina escape the swamps of sadness, but the naughty cat of the week was Brady who comes on a little too strong to the ladies in his room. So he was the naughty cat of the week. Um, <laughs> I am welcome. Yes, I do. I do know you. Ah, who, who is it? Let me see. Let me see who you be. I don't, oh, who are you? Uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Do it again. Call back in coach. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, coach Dicka. You botched the spot, Dina Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was all ready to call and go the bears, you know, do that whole Saturday Night Live type of skit, and then I got all thrown out of whack because I'm like, shit, she won't answer because she doesn't recognize the name. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know this coach did. How did he know I was talking about bears? <laughs> it's the 
doubles and Bam Bam show. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh geez, you're quick. <laughs> well, you know me, I got a little bit of experience on the pod bean. <laughs> Dang, now I'm all red. <laughs> oh my god. So anyways, next time we talk about the Bears lineup or whatever like that, and if Coach Ditka calls in, just answer the phone. Answer the phone, damn it. Okay. I'm sorry, Coach. Duck Bears. Yeah, Duck Bears. Bye, Bam Bam. Oh, my gosh. Oh, now I can't stop laughing. But anyway, check out those Bears because they're really cute. And yes, after I checked out his who he is oh dear god all right so um back to the night the naughty cats and the nice cats of the week all right so we talked about elvis clover clover was a nice cat he has been thriving in a foster home and recently discovered how much she loves to be brushed but the naughty cats of the week were two they were they well actually it was all of room three room three they opened their door in the middle of the night and had a party in the hallway so all of room three were the naughty cats <laughs> oh my god coach did so <laughs> there's a bunch of naughty cats um and i don't remember i think this is in georgia that they do this. Um, Morgan is a good cat and he's a sweet boy that's too gentle and kind for other cats. In fact, he's more scared of cats than he is people. And then Clover, oops, she did it again, played with our hearts and attacked us again. It took three, yes, three people to remove her, to to move her to her private suite so she could be socialized one-on-one. -on -one. Wow, Clover, you're a diva. <laughs> Welcome back, Bam, bam. Oh, my gosh. So those are the <laughs> the naughty and the nice cats of the day, um, of the week. Uh, have you guys seen this um, redneck grocery list? There's a couple of them that have been floating around that um, they're floating around the web uh, internet. Let me copy and paste these so you can see what I'm talking about. Here, this, this was a list that a lady wrote for her man. Maybe this is how he reads, though. <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see if it all go in here. Um, bam. All right. So she wrote on there, get me and you a packs of peace cigarettes. So a pack of peace, of cigarettes, a pack of peace. And she wrote peace instead of peace, you know, peace. <laughs> and then um, cakes we like. I just like that. Get some cakes we like. And some popsicles, um, C I K L like pickles, popsicles, um, some turkey, some T U R K A Y, uh, stuff, S T U F, one F, to make spaghetti, um, some cedar cheese, uh, three intent potatoes so instead of instant potatoes and look at how she spelled potatoes and then i get bag of potatoes um sugar and cool aid and spaghetti um oh my gosh all of these lists are going around i can't even imagine manwich and two bag i don't understand that one two bag of three of fries i don't get that one or the next one the winnie a throt i don't that one I don't get either. What is that supposed to be? Winnie Throt dog buns. I don't under Winnie Throt 
dog buns? Is that a grocery store? I don't know. And then hamburger meat, um, mustard, biscuits, <clears throat> tomatoes, and cereal for you and the kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, Yancey, how are you? So, Wieners and hot dog buns. Oh, there you, that might be it. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I'm like, what is that one? I'm not getting that one. But yeah, the rest of the bad, they're bad. They're bad. Good to see you, Yancy. We just had Coach Ditka in here because we were talking bears. You missed it. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you. I hope that you're doing well. Um, it's finally cooling off where you're at. All right, so um, we're going to be getting into the Crow movie pretty soon. Um, I have some facts. Oh, you guys, um, I heard this this morning, too. I'm just a little alert when you're going and getting gas. I don't quite understand what they're doing. Um, I guess, you know, the new, you can tap on the top of the screens to pay for your gas or other items, you know. I guess they're drilling holes or they're damaging it so you can't use that tap screen and you have to use the insert with your card. And when they're, when you insert it, um, of course, there's something in there. And they said that they're getting so good at it that there's, you know, they're sitting, they're sitting somewhere near with Bluetooth and they can read all your information right there. So be careful if you see it's damaged or loose, um, don't use it uh, at all. Um, you don't need your identity stolen. That has happened to me like three times in the last year and it's insane that it's happened. Happening to me, it's happened from doctor's offices, if you can believe that. They've, they're they they're hitting doctor's offices. One was a doctor's office, one was a hospital, and then the third one was um, government. It was a social security website. So all three of those have, they are breaking into their sites and they're stealing people's information. And it freaking sucks the amount of work you have to do to um, protect yourself. So protect yourself, you guys. Uh, they're always looking for a way to, an easy way to get your information and to steal from you. And it just, it just, ugh, it just irks me. I don't understand people. I really just don't understand people. Um, yeah, they're not stupid. They're just, God. Uh, no, in the last year and a half, Mike, in the last year and a half, it's happened three times. Three times to me, once to Aaron. It, well, mine and Aaron were both off the social security site that it happened. But the other two, one happened at my cardiologist doctor's website. And then the other one, um, it didn't tell me. It just told me it was one of two hospitals that I went to and had procedures done. It wasn't just my information. It was thousands of people's information. But still, three times in the last year and a half, that's crazy that they're hitting... You, you would think that you, you know, you have to, in order to go to a doctor's office, at least here in the States, you have to give them all your information, where you live, um, your symptoms, you know, they have, that's what they were saying. Oh, you know, we don't think they took any of your payment information. They just have all the rest of your information, where you live, your, you know, what you're being treated for, um, your age, 
your social security number, everything. So yeah, it's, it's, it sucks. It sucks. And it's like, it's, there's not a way. How do you protect yourself when you you give that information to your doctors? You know what I mean? You think it's in a safe place. How do you, there's not really a way for you to protect it. And in order to see them, they want this information. So I don't know. Um, I had no idea until my car insurance bounced and I got mail. Oh, my credit card got hacked again and they maxed it out on Amazon. Oh my gosh. You know what? That happened with, um, well, my hairdresser, she was on vacation and what they did was they went in and they held her mail. And I don't know how they were able to do that. They went online and held her mail and then... I don't know that they made an idea of hers that they were able to go pick up her mail. But anyway, she had no idea. She was gone, came home and was like, there should be a bunch of mail here. There's no mail here. Called and they said, well, you had it on hold. And she's like, no, I didn't. And so, yeah, it just doesn't matter where what you do. It's like you try to be, I had no idea. Golly, that sucks, bam, bam. I'm sorry. I, I feel for you because you're the one that has to go through all the work in protecting yourself again and then fixing the situation. So it just, it just pisses me off. Um, but again, it's like, what can you do? I have no idea. How do you keep yourself? How do you keep it safe? Hmm, if anybody has any ideas, tell us 5,000 and no way to trace it. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I've been kind of worried about Amazon too, you know, because they do, like if you have Prime and stuff, sometimes you have a card on file uh, by not doing it online or going to the actual store. Yeah, I know. But there's, like I said, she they freaking held her mail. They, they held her mail and stole, went in. You would think that they would ID you to pick up your mail, right? So did they have a fake ID? from her, I don't know, or her husband. So yeah, and then she had to go through that whole thing, put it in and doing it for her kids and everybody else. Yeah, so weird. All right, oh, all right. Now this is gonna be totally, totally, totally 100% changing the subject in a totally weird direction, but I just remembered it because it has to deal do with my hairdresser. So when I go get my hair done and I don't know if they do this when guys get their hair done, but you know, when she washes your hair, she massages your scalp a little bit and you know, you makes you feel all relaxed. <laughs> well, when I went in, she was just finishing up with this guy and he's, he's a regular with her and he tells her, asks her to <laughs> rub his ears like rub his ears and like rub, you know, like not just the outside of his ears, his ears. And I'm like, ew, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're having this conversation because we're in this little room. <laughs> they're like, they're, they're the girl that cuts hair next to her. Um, she's like, don't you think that's weird? And I'm like, that is so weird. Who would ask you? And she goes, I know. I asked my husband, um, do you like people touching your ears? And he said, no. And he goes, well, she goes, well, do you think it's weird that so-and-so, because he's been going there for a while, 
um, you know, he asked me to rub his ears and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what Lewis does to the dog. He like rubs Billy's ears and I'm like all grossed out by it. I'm like, you go wash your hands right now. That is just so gross. <laughs> I'm like, no, that is so weird. So would you guys ask somebody to rub your ears? Does that like, is that like a turn on for people? It, does it just feel good i would feel kind of weird if she started rubbing my ears and went from my scalp to my ears no but oh i don't know i know that went somewhere my wife pinches and rubs my ears to get rid of migraine well that's a different story okay that's your wife um and she probably is doing like she knows you saying pinches she knows like um acupuncture points i'm guessing uh, that's different, but to have your hairdresser get her fingers all up in your ear, like getting, like digging for wax, kind of rubbing. No, no. I have um, people pull my finger, and something else happens. Okay, Mike. <laughs> but bam, bam, I give you that one. I give you guys that one. That one, um, that one. I bet you is for like pressure points or something, but I wouldn't, you're not going to ask some stranger to go rub me. Your, you're going to go rub, dude, rub my ears. I got a migraine. I don't think you're going to do that, but yeah, that was weird. Um, we were laughing at her and I'm like, will you do it each time? And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, no wonder he, he's enjoying you rubbing his ears. So yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe ask the girl the next time you're getting your hair done. Hey, rub my ears and see what she, how she looks at you. She might be like, get out of here, you weirdo. All right. So let me see how many songs I have for this playlist today. Um, I do have a lot of facts about it. Now, I didn't, again, um, you can rub King Charles. No, he's got some hairy ears, huh? Some very hairy, big, hairy ears. Little poor old guy. Poor guy. The better to hear you with. The better to hear you with. Um, I didn't get to see this movie because I always thought it was a scary movie. Um, the Crow. Um, from what I'm reading, it's not, it's not that scary. There's just a lot of, you know, blood and guts, I guess. Maybe not. It sounds like there is. Has anybody seen the movie, The Crow, in um, the chat? I think Bam Bam has <clears throat> some good music. Um, one of my faves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Um, so uh, let me know if any of the little tidbits that I have, like where it says the scenes, um, if they're um, wrong or if you have anything to add to it, since I personally did not see it. Um, now he died during the making of the movie, correct? Um, what's his name? Brandon Lee's death. I can't remember. How did he, was he, did he die because of a gun? Hi, 4Q. I can't remember if he died before because of a gun or was that his death? Oh, he died because of a gun and his dad died because of a gun too. Didn't he or no? I'm confusing it with somebody else. Um, all right. Well, um, we'll get into it. Yeah, he was shot. Okay. 
All right, then. Um, exactly one year um, after young rock guitarist Eric Draven and his fiance are brutally killed by a ruthless gang of criminals, um, Draven, watched over by hypnotic crow, returns from the grave to extract revenge. So does that sound right? <laughs> hey, Dawes, how are you? Um, all right. So the first song that I have is Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots. And it says um, that this was uh, the T-Bird gang drives around the streets. Um, the song is also played at the second end credit songs. And a little bit about the song in the background to the movie. Um, Stone Temple Pilots originally planned to contribute a different song than Big Empty to the soundtrack, but switched gears after Brandon Lee's death. Um, Stone Temple Pilots were initially set to appear on the Crow soundtrack via the song called Only Dying. Um, STP changed their plans after Brandon Lee was killed, um, deciding that the dark song um, uh, might sound like it was mocking death and it would be in poor taste. So they decided to not do that and Big Empty was um, added instead. So here it is, Big Empty, Stone Temple Pilots. So it's not a scary movie then. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Okay, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Gotcha.
Thank you, Miss All right, so that is the first song from the movie, Big Empty Stone Temple Pilots. We're going to move on to the second one. It is Slip Slide Melting by the band For Love Not Lisa. Um, For Love Not Lisa were initially reluctant to be part of the Crow soundtrack because they thought it was going to be a crappy kung fu movie. Oklahoma hard rock outfit for Love Not Lisa would come to look back on the inclusion of their song slide, Slip Slide Melting on the Crow soundtrack as the highlight of the band's career. So this song was played, it says the T-Bird gang um, celebrate Devil's Night when Sarah's mother Darla serves them drinks. So here is Slip Slide Melting for Love Not Lisa. That's the Oklahoma hard rock outfit. Look for love, not Lisa. Slip slide melting. 
right, so we're just gonna pause them and move on to the next scene and song, and it's the song Burn by The Cure. Uh, the Cure's Burn was recorded um, by just the band's frontman, Robert Smith, and drummer Boris Williams. As the story, story goes, The Cure were originally going to contribute their devastating cut, The Hanging Garden, to the Crow soundtrack since the lyrics to the song had been appeared in the original comic book, but Robert Smith liked the comic so much that he opted to write and record an original song instead. He did so quickly. The Cure's lineup was in flux at the time, so Smith and drummer Boris Williams turned around their contribution burn on their own um, over the course of just two days. Um, as Smith said in an interview, I had no idea, and we just recorded it, me and him, in the studio. The singer says, interestingly, the song was also the last thing that Smith and Williams ever put on wax together. The drummer split shortly thereafter. So this song is played when Eric transforms himself. So the cure with burn. Thank you, Mike. Aw, thanks, Mike. Thank you. 
So that is the cure with the burn. We're going to move on to the next one. Um, it is Dead Souls Nine Inch Nails. Um, Nine Inch Nails Joy Divisions covers Dead Souls in the Crow's soundtrack standout. By, but according to Peter Hook, the former members of Joy Division were originally asked to cover um, the band, the, the band, it says, if Peter Hook, the founding basis of both Joy Division and New Order is in, has said it to believe that the latter band was offered the spot on the Crow Sound Division. God, that's confusing. They say, they're saying they were offered it first with the idea being that they would pay homage to the former group. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused with reading this. Joy Division was Crow's creator, James O'Barr's favorite band, and the key inspiration to his comic book um, was Joy Division. All right, but Nine Inch Nails did it. For his part, Reznor was a fan of the Crow's comic um, comments before the movie was even in production, and Nine Inch Nails' Joy Division cover was the first song he recorded in the Sharon Tate house where he had set up for the Downward Spiral sessions. Jeez, that was confusing. Anyway, this song plays when Eric runs around the rooftops. So here is Dead Souls' Nine Inch Nails. Maybe that made sense. <laughs> it didn't sound like it made any dang sense. Thank you. 
figures from the past and And lucky voices ring Imperialistic house of fear Conquistic doors who took their share Wow, there's all kinds of weird stuff that happened on the set of this movie. Um, that is Dead Souls Nine Inch Nails. We're going to move on and I'll say a couple of them. So the next um, song is Time Baby 3 by the group Medicine. Medicine's Time Baby 3 features the cockatoo twins Elizabeth Fraser and is titled three because there are in fact three versions of the song if you thought the song um that la shoegaze outfit medicine plays on scene um in the crow sounds different than their contribution on the soundtrack that is because it is in the movie they're playing time baby two off the band's um 1993 ep5 the soundtrack um the track on the soundtrack is harsher more unpolished version of the song remixed by the twins Robin Gunthery, um, Guther, I'm sorry, um, with additional vocals from the gothy dream pop group's lead singer, Elizabeth Fraser. So this song um, plays, um, the band performs a song at a nightclub. So here is Time Baby 3 um, by the band Medicine. Oh, let's see. Some of the things that happened during the movie. A carpenter drilled, driving a screwdriver through his hand. A stuntman falling through a roof. A disgruntled, fired crew member driving his car onto an on-set workshop. An injury caused by a crane hitting the live power lines. And a bad storm destroying large portions of the set. That's just the name of few. Crazy. Thank you, Yancy. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Thank 
Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she said there's a rumor they're remaking The Crow, Bill Skyguard as Eric Draven. Hmm. Yeah, gosh, with this one, um, when it said the power lines went down, um, it said a carpenter was severely burned to his face, chest, and arms when the live power lines were hit by a crane he was working. He's recovered and talking now, but um, it took two years. My gosh. Crazy stuff the reading. That is um, time 83 in medicine. Yeah, it's in like a whole, the whole scenes were uh, destroyed by that storm that came through. Crazy. Um, and then the it said that it was one of the most popular films. And then the, the producer, he felt bad. He didn't want to even make any money off of it because of... Brandon Lee's death. So dang. All right. The next song is Snake Driver, The Jesus and Mary Chain. Um, despite being released on The Jesus and Mary Chains, The Sound of Speed compilation months before it appeared on The Crow's soundtrack, Snake Driver was written for the movie. Um, Jesus and Mary Chain first dropped their now classic single Snake Driver on the World in 1993 via a July compilation of singles and rare tracks called The Sound of Speed, eight months before the March um, 94 release of the Crow soundtrack, which might lead one to think that the song was picked up after the fact of the film. According to a brief 93 interview with the band, that was not the case. Um, the producers had asked us for a song and we went into the studio, messed around with a couple possible ideas, um, said uh, Jim Reed of the band. And this one worked out best. Indeed it did. So this song is playing as Sarah watches her mother make out with Fun Boy, Snake Driver, um, The Jesus and Mary Jane. Hi, Lou. How are you? Hi, Sheena. Hi, Daniel. Oh, the fumboy actress, the one who shot Brandon Lee. Dang. Can you imagine? Terrible. I'm glad you're okay. I don't 
Michael Macy, M O S S E. Okay, thank you for asking. So that is Snake Driver, the Jesus and Mary Chain. We'll move on to the next song and scene. <laughs> Um, and it is Color Me Once by Violet Femmes. Um, Violet Femmes had written Color Me Once before. They were asked to contribute um, in the Crow soundtrack, but based on what they heard about the movie, they thought it would fit. So um, this song is played as Sarah talks to the bartender. The Violet Femmes, Color Me Once. Yeah, I can't even imagine, Yancey, it, how it couldn't, you know what I mean? Ugh. Hi, Ravy Moonshine 1313. Good to have you. violent fan stuff.
welcome ZT and SKCHD. Alright, that's the Violet Femmes with Color Me Once. Hot the Crow soundtrack. We're going to move on to the next song scene. And that would be um, Ghost Rider by the Rollins Band. Um, the song Ghost Rider is based on the Marvel comic book character. Um, but Henry Rollins was not a fan of the motorcycle hero blazing away. Um, Henry Rollins first recorded Ghost Rider for his 1987 solo album, Hot Animal Machine. But he was so drawn to the song, not out of some love for skull-headed Marvel superheroes, but because of his deep fandom for the proto-punk band Suicide, which wrote and recorded the song in 1977. Black Flag frontman stated, I was raised on the first Suicide album, and the singer Alan Vega is a very long-time pal of mine. And so it was basically just a tribute to Alan and Marty, the two Two Guys of Suicide. I'm not very familiar with the actual comic book character, the singer said, likely to the disappointment of his interviewer. Outside, I only know um, he's very angry. So <laughs> here is um, Ghost Rider. Oh, and this song is played um, as Grange and the T-Bird tell Top Dollar about the burning of Gideon's. So here is the Rollins Band with Ghost Rider. Yeah, for sure. 1993, you're right, Nancy. Thank you, BP. Thank you, Yancey. Thank you, Mike. Baby, 
Charlie sounds like Black Flag. That's the Rollins band. I'm Ghost Rider. All right, so we're gonna move on to the next song, which um, let's see. I think it's Galagatha Tenement Blues. I think that's how you say it. Um, here, I'll put it in the chat. It's Galagatha, whatever the heck that means. Um, so, and it's by Machine Loving Grace. Here we go. I'm gonna stick it in here. Damn. All right. All right. So back to the song. Machines, but the band is Machines of Loving Grace. Machines of Loving Grace read the screenplay um, of The Crow before writing Golagoth. Gal Gotha Tenement Blues and created the song to fill the film. The Arizona based industrial rock band Machines of Loving Grace also composed and um, an original song specifically for the soundtrack. So here is um, Gala Gotha Tenement Blues Machines Loving Grace, and that's this is when Fanboy and Darla shoot up heroin. Alrighty, um, here we go. It's kind of a creepy song. Oh. All right. Gala got the tenement blues machines of loving grace. We're going to move on so I can get the rest of them in. The next one is the name, the name of the song is Milk Toast, and it's by Helmet. Um, Helmet's Milk Toast is an alternative version of the band's Milkwee's Toast, recorded with Nevermind producer Bitch not bitch 
Butch, not bitch, Butch, Butch Vig, who played a big part in the outcome of both versions. Before the song appeared on Helmets, Andy Wallace produced 1994 album Betty Toast" or Milkquist Toast was unleashed in more distorted and industrialized form of the Crow's soundtrack. So this song is playing when Darla escapes from the pit of Gideon and goes upstairs. Again, um, Milk Toast by Helmet. Milk Twist. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. Um, the birds in the movies were not crows. They were ravens, a little bit different, more um, intelligent, and um, their uh, ability to be trained and their better demeanor with around humans. <laughs> they are nicer around humans, so they used ravens. All right, so let's move on. Um, that is The Milk Toast by Helmet. Um, the next song and scene, let's see, the song is Darkness by Rage Against the Machines. Um, and it's when Al Bricht um, and Sarah talk about Eric. Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that since we have some more songs to get into. So here's Darkness with Rage Against the Machine. a rooster. Quick, causing innocent, wonderful, entire culture, cause today you're 
Hi, Ali. Good to see you. They're gone. And a vaccine is still supposedly under preparation. But these governments, they don't mind the procrastination. Mm. They say we'll kill them off, take their land, and go there for vacation. Ooh. <laughs> the words of that? Aw, oh, interesting. Darkness, Rage Against the Machine. Um, wow. I'm going to listen to that whole song. I want to listen to the whole words of it. Interesting. Um, the next one is, uh, the song is The Badge by Pantera. Uh, and it is played when Top Dollar ignores Gideon's warning by killing him. Um, yeah, I'm going to play it just because of the time. So here is um, The Badge by Pantera. The next scene and song, the song is Inferno by Gammy Rebel and Tim Simek. And this is um, the guitar solo Eric plays on the rooftop, Inferno. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, that sounds like something's going to happen. <laughs> so that is Inferno, Gammy Rebel, and Tim Simek, the guitar solo Eric plays. So we're going to move on to the next song, and it's um, After the Flesh by My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. <laughs> um, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult shot their brief but memorable cameo in the crow playing their song after the flesh 10,000 times in a freezing cold abandoned cement factory over two days it said um and this song is playing as the crowd moshes during the band's performance eric finds top dollar at his meeting but the shootout um shootout breaks out so here this but a shootout breaks out. Here is okay, my life with the thrill kill cult after the flush. That's a long name for a band. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of my life with the thrill kill cold. The song after the flesh all right we're up to the last song of the movie on this soundtrack there was other songs throughout it but this was the soundtrack um so it is the song it can't rain all the time by jane cyberry um who is a real life penned canadian singer songwriter um so here it is and it's the first of the indian credit songs it can't rain all the time Oh, thank you, Yancey. He says, um, it can't rain all the time is a recurring quote in the movie. In what we believe. 
truest test. Is when we cannot, when we cannot see. I hear them feeding in the streets below, and the, and the women crying, and the, and the children know that there's something wrong. It's hard to believe in love. I appreciate you so very much and I'm gonna leave you like I always leave you maybe not there we go <laughs> be the reason someone smiles today let your smile change the world but don't let the world change your smile and if nobody's told you lately you are loved and appreciated um Yancey in the room give him a follow um so you can see him on W, see him, listen to his podcast with WKOP. Plus he has other, um, the memes, the memes, Coffeeville Department of Memes. Um, and he does stuff on Saturday sometimes with Russ Finland, but I haven't seen him for a while, but he's all over the place. Give him a follow. Um, he's good to listen to. And then BP um, is also on TikTok. You can see all the yummy stuff that he gets to eat and, um, um, Elwood City, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's that seems like it'd be a really great place just to go and um, eat at some of the places that he eats at. Anyway, I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Be safe out there, and I will see you on Friday. And this is going to be super loud. One, two, there we go. Bye.